0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening, welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A busy night ahead Rangers are looking to get back to winning ways When they welcome Motherwell to Ibrox That's after going down to Kilmarnock at the weekend Amid all the speculation about Moussa Dembele Virgil van Dijk and injury news on Johnny Hayes Celtic's gap at the top has been stretched with yesterday's win at Dundee But Aberdeen looking to call some of that back When they host Partick Thistle We've also got the small matter of an Edinburgh derby this evening As well as Hamilton against Kilmarnock Hopefully, if the weather uh, behaves itself And Ross County against St Johnston. Mark Guidi and Alex Ray are here. Good Christmas, gentlemen. Yeah, fabulous. Thank you. I hope you both got yeah. new winter jackets for Christmas because something's wrong with the heating in here and it is freezing. Yeah, it is very cold actually. Very you can get cold. that. You should get that Tammy back on. Unbelievable. Going outside for a heat. Anyway, big night of football ahead So listen, we're complaining It's going to be a cold one out there Well done to you who are heading out to the games Mark, this is what we love about the, the festive fixture card That all comes thick and fast You've got Celtic winning yesterday Rangers looking to bounce back tonight Edinburgh Derby It is all happening It is, it's a great fixture card um, tonight A great time of year A lot of supporters still, you know, off on holiday The festive period So you've got a, the game yesterday An excellent card tonight And another great card on, on Saturday Before the winter break And you know, I think that, excuse me, we'll see a real bit of shape uh, to the league come Saturday night, Gordon, and we'll know the runners and riders for the various positions in the league and uh, the managers will know they'll be chatting down the, the chairman's door to get extra funds um, because every manager will be wanting to strengthen their squad um, between now and the end of January. Absolutely, well get in touch with us if you've got any thoughts on any footballing matters 0141-951-1025 We are of course on Twitter at Clyde SSB The first topic of conversation for tonight probably for you Rangers and Motherwell fans Rangers, what type of reaction are you hoping from your team tonight? Alex, I think it's fairly obvious that it was a, a disappointing day at Rugby yeah. Park and as always you're looking to the next game for the reaction at a venue when Rangers haven't where Rangers haven't really yeah. been at their best at all this season absolutely I think they've struggled uh, badly at home Gordon four wins in ten I think it is and uh, it's not good enough you know it's, if for any team you, you would want to um, you know have good home form uh, and that hasn't been the case you know I was at the Hamilton game uh, about four weeks ago or so and they were really really poor uh, watched the game at the weekend against Kilmarnock and I have to say, it's been a long, long time, and this is with the greatest respect to Kamala, I thought we were brilliant on the day. It's been a long time since I've seen uh, a Rangers take a, a doing in the manner in which they did in the second half. It could have, if, it, if it had been three, four, five goals, I don't think anyone would have been surprised. And it must be really alarming for Graham Murty in the manner uh, in which they capitulated. Uh, now, I don't know when the last time Rangers lost three games in the bounce, but you know, potentially it could happen tonight. Uh, all being motherly struggled of late. Uh, okay, 01419511025. Rangers fans, what type of reaction are you looking for tonight? Anything you'd like to see done differently as far as personnel goes? Do let us know. We're on Twitter as well. Ronnie Charters is at Ibrooks looking ahead to Rangers against Motherwell. 
Yeah, good evening, guys. And if you think it's cold in the Clyde One studios, well, you should come and join me here at the press gantry at Ibrox. It's currently minus one, but hopefully we'll get warmed up with some Premiership action this evening. Rangers versus Mullerwell. And Rangers looking to avoid a third straight defeat. It's unheard of in these parts. Not the best start to the managerial life of Graham Murty. Defeats to St Johnston and Kilmarnock. They're three points behind Aberdeen and they're in third place, hoping for a win this evening against the Mullerwell side, who are not on a great run of form themselves of late. No wins in seven, eighth in the table, but they did get the better of Rangers the last time these two sides met in that fiery League Cup semi-final at Hamden. One big difference between that game and tonight, no Louis Moult for Mullerwell, so they're going to have to find another way to score goals, but could Stephen Robertson have found his replacement in Craig Tanner? He's been involved in three goals of the last four games for Mullerwell, scoring, scoring two, setting up another, so could he be the answer to the Steelman's striking problems? We'll wait and see this evening. Early team news from this one, it's a boost for Rangers. They're hoping to have Bruno Alves and Lee Wallace back from groin injuries for this one. Ryan Jack is also back from suspension so he can slot into the midfield if Graham Murty sees fit. For Mullerwell, well they've had real injury problems of late, Gordon. Chris Cadden and Elliot Freer both drop out this evening through injury. Trevor Carson will start in goals. He's been having problems with a shoulder injury but is able to play this evening. Obviously we know no Louis Moult but Peter Hartley struggled with cramp in the last game, the one-all draw with Dundee but he's been asked by Stephen Robertson to play this evening. I think that just shows you how many injuries Mullerwell will have at the moment but as ever Gordon, we'll get full team lineups to you as soon as we get it here at Ibrox for Rangers v Mullerwell. Thanks to Ronnie Charters Celtic fans, this one for you. Some breaking news tonight, Liverpool confirmed they've reached an agreement with Southampton for the transfer of Virgil van Dijk the fee somewhere in the region of £75 million pounds. <laughs> Do you want me to say that again? An absolute £75 snip. million pounds. And as we know Celtic in line Somewhere in the region Of 10% sell on Celtic fans Why not get in touch And give us your thoughts On that one as well uh, Mark Guidi You watched Motherwell at the weekend Against Dundee yes. And one of those rare situations We don't get that too often Where a team uses All three substitutes yeah. All of a sudden Someone gets injured And they have to finish The game with ten men So that paints a bit of a picture As to what type of squad Stephen Robinson takes To Ibrox tonight Yeah it'd be tight Elliot Freer uh, You know played for, for 40 minutes um, Injured eventually He did come off With 13 minutes um, to go So Motherwell Dug in there And they certainly had Trevor Carson to thank uh, For a, a, a fantastic save in the final seconds to deny Josh Meekings but uh, you know Ronnie mentioned there young Craig Tanner and I have to say Gordon very impressed with him on another day he could have had a hat trick really lively what a let him be able, even though he's a kid but he's stocky he's got a decent physique on him he can certainly handle himself and, and amongst the, the defenders and you know maybe that is a partnership in the making uh, with Ryan Bowman or, or maybe Stephen Robinson will want to go out and strengthen and try and get a couple of quid from the, the Louis Malt transfer fee but certainly Tanner looks like a guy uh, who has the ability to, to cause the Rangers defence some problems Let's hear from Graham Murty As you would expect He's demanding a response From his Rangers players After back-to-back -back defeats Motherwell tonight And you could say Murty already Feeling a bit of pressure After being appointed Until the end of the season He's been speaking to Our senior sports reporter Alison Conroy It's a hard task Lifting any professional athlete After a loss But we have to make sure That come Wednesday We're ready to go um, And I've got no doubt The players are professional guys I've got no doubt They'll be ready um, come game time Do you need to remind the players to, to look at games Say like Hibs A few weeks ago When, when you're down And you come back to win And, and try and get them to, to have that fight The Aberdeen game Is the classic one The Aberdeen game Is a Could be If we manage it well A watershed moment For the players In terms of Understanding the intensity And the level of quality Required um, And I had hoped That we would kick on From there um, And as I've said It's It's Frustrating 
that we can't display a level of consistency where we are actually able to display that quality for longer. Um, but that's that's the benchmark for me that the players have to look at. Now that you're in charge till the end of the season, do you feel the pressure has increased on you with every game or, or, or decreased? Um, I, I think it, it might increase because it's my team, if you will. Um, they're still the same players that I inherited. It's, I'm still the same person. Um, we have to make sure, though, that the players are calm about my role and realise it's not really about me. It's still about when they do their work. I've, I've finished most of my work by 10 to 3 on a normal match day. When they walk onto the football pitch, they, they need to execute. Um, and, and I think, once again, there are times when we do, but there are, frustratingly, um, times when we're not anywhere near the right level. So those 90 minutes, the hardest for you in a way because everything is out of your control, in a sense? We, I can try and change it through substitutions, I can try and change it through structure, but you have to give over, and that's the hard part, you have to give over responsibility for the performance to the players because the players have to perform. Um, and and that's, the, that's the part that is frustrating for me because they do display ability, they do display fight, they do display bravery at times. We need it to be all the time. And they need it to be all the time. William is in Craig Nuke. William, are you confident of seeing Rangers bounce back tonight or is it going to be another one of those frustrating evenings at Ibrox? Hello? Hi, William. Are you there? Hi, hello. Well, what, what, what is I'm, I'm a disgusted Rangers supporter. I want to know where Rangers are getting the, for Dave King for, for him to... Where's the money coming from for Dave King? He's wanting to appeal, appeal, appeal. Ah, of course, right. Sorry, I thought you were meaning the game right. This is on about this uh, £11 million that Dave King's been ordered to pay to shareholders, Mark Guidi. This was the... So it was 30 days, I think, wasn't it, to to basically uh, make a decision on that one. Dave King suggested he was going to want to appeal that decision and so on. So it's something that rumbles on for a, a little while longer, but William and Craig Nuke is, is a bit worried about where that money's going to come from. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if you go by, by Dave King's lawyer uh, in court, he said that, that he doesn't have... Uh, the money, you know, that there's not money there to to go and um, you know get the eleven million pounds. So again, it's just it's another concern. The, the Rangers now go and you know look to do another share issue uh, to raise capital. We're not quite sure. It looks as though Dave King will appeal the decision made by the courts um, last week. But it, it, it's another thing that you know that raises a red flag in terms of of Dave King and the whole situation with him being the man to to lead Rangers forward. Um, He's certainly been good for Rangers, there's no doubt of that, over the piece. But is he the right person? I know it's easier said than done. To, it's not an easy thing to say, oh, go and find 10, 15, 20 million to give to the to the manager to go and you know uh, improve the squad and go and put a, a proper challenge into to Celtic. That's easier said than done. But certainly Rangers do need to find money from, from somewhere. It has to be more than just the 12, 14 million pounds that they get loyally from their season ticket. Uh, holders year in year out there has to be more than that um, and uh, I don't know where it comes from Gordon I think it is a concern of course Alex there's a real football side to this as well particularly at this time of the year I think Mark said at the top of the show every manager and every yeah. fan in the world hopes that their team is going to get the checkbook out in January but particularly at Rangers there's a real interest there to say okay what type of strengthening can be done in this squad and how much money is going to be available so 
it's going to be a, an interesting time for Dave King and the rest of the, the Rangers power brokers Yeah, I think uh, the Braun record is saying I think Mark Allen says that uh, the final decision will come from um, Graham Murty himself He'll get the decision on the players in which he, they do bring to the club And then a couple of days later Graham Murty says that the, the, the responsibility lay with uh, Mark Allen So there was a bit of confusion Who's actually making the decisions there I would imagine that Graham Murray Will have some sort of say in it He's intimated that uh, Michael Halloran and uh, Andy Halliday May well come back from loan deals Just to strengthen and bolster the squad We were talking before the show Gordon About the, the, the lack of strength, strength and depth In which they have So um, I think it's, they most certainly need players They were linked to a boy From West Brom today An 18 year old I'm thinking to myself, do they need an 18 Robert's young Welshman. Yeah, yeah, so you're looking at that and think to yourself, you know, is that really what they're looking for, Mark? And I believe that, that, that Jordan Jones at Kilmarnock is one who's caught the eye. Jack Henry at Dundee's caught that. I th- I'm told there's still an interest in Jamie Walker, whether they can get that one um, over, the over the line or not. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, there was an interest in Louis Moe, but obviously he's away now to press. So certainly I'm, I'm aware of an interest in terms of what the scouting department have compiled in terms of guys Potential targets, yeah. SPF, uh, SPFL. Uh, Lee McFarlane's on Twitter. He says, hoping t- for a better performance on my way to Ibrooks. Ryan Jack back in the midfield. We should be a bit more solid, hoping for three points. But with Rangers this season, nothing is a guarantee. I think you touched on it, Alex. Rangers points total this season. They've picked up 22 of their points away and yeah. only 14 at home. I mean, that, that it tells its, its own story. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, I was looking at some of the, the first 20 games of last season under Matt Warburton. I think the three points worse off this year. And they've obviously invested in the summer, so there hasn't been a great deal of progress, Gordon. And uh, uh, listen to the what you're saying about the Motherwell with Ronnie and that there, the injuries they have. It's got to be an opportunity for Rangers to go and, and express herself. Uh, it's interesting because you see them some weeks, obviously against Aberdeen, you think they're in their faces, they're on the front foot. Alves may well be back tonight as well. Uh, Lee Wallace would be an added bonus. They, they both bring a physicality to Rangers and a strength and experience. Uh, Ryan Jack in the middle of the park. They just don't seem to be clicking often enough And the, the, uh, uh, I think he's touched upon it earlier now Graham Murray He's frustrated with one week they play okay Or periods within a game that they play okay um, But you you know you need to have some level of consistency To be playing in front of you know 50,000 every other fortnight So they really need to get the game Because you wouldn't want to go in on the back of a poor result tonight To the old firm at the weekend and Mark, when you look at the, the the strength and depth, you know, or the lack of, that's what we spoke about. Graham Murty took a lot of criticism, didn't he, at the weekend for for not making changes. Um, other fans will obviously say, well, pff, he doesn't really have have too much to choose from when you look at that bench. But on this home record, how much? How, how I mean, how do you guard against? That in terms of the players tonight You know 20 minutes gone for instance Perhaps they've not really managed To knock on the door yet Fans get a bit anxious There's really nothing You can do about that So how does Graham Murty Get that across to his players To stop it affecting them Well I mean it should be a fortress When you think about it You know you've got 47, 48, 49,000 Rangers fans It should be a place where teams Are scared to go to It's as well as they shoot Their backs against walls So without looking at All the stats Gordon Very simple They're not getting enough clean sheets And no scoring enough goals Um at the other end But you know Just listen to Graham Murty's interview there With Alison And let me say first of all That I think Graham Murty has conducted himself Exceptionally well um, Represented Rangers Brilliantly uh, In terms of the way He's had to deal with things Week in week out When he was you know Facing all the questions And information that people Want to know But what I would like to When I listen to him now In the coming weeks Gordon If he is to give himself A chance of becoming The Rangers manager Beyond the six months that he's got I'd like to hear him Being more assertive 
being stronger. I mean, I think he, he, he speaks very well, but for me, I want to hear him. I want to hear assertion. I want to hear authority. If you go with the manager of Rangers, I think you've got to have that. And I think hopefully in time that will come with him, but it has to come quickly to give himself the best possible chance. Okay, lots of Celtic fans on Twitter clearly delighted with the news that Virgil van Dijk is heading to Liverpool for £75 million. So a cash windfall will find its way to Celtic Park. Ian in Greenock wants to discuss that. Hi, Ian. Hi, Gordon. Uh, hi, Mark. And hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Ian. Alex Ray, Gordon, does it? Yes, right, uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. And Andrew, the same to you. Fantastic time. I've got a wee touch of sore throat here, guys. Um, Too much party in a Christmas, Ian. No, I've actually just... I've I've got the, the last uh, the family's... Uh, oh, it's the old man flu, uh, nothing worse. <laughs> nothing uh, worse. No, I'm not, I'm not admitting to man flu, Gordon. <laughs> Come on, no way I get slagged off you. Use. <laughs> What's uh, on your mind tonight, football-wise, Ian? I want to talk about... I would say Mark and Alex are going to probably agree with me. I think Virgil van Dijk is one of the best centre-backs in European football at the moment. Um, and you were saying at the top of the programme, Gordon, that it was a 10% selling cause. It's 15%, um, Gordon. Uh, uh, you may well be right, Ian. I, I believe it is around 10%, but if, I, w- I won't 15, argue with you. 15, 15% spot on. Okay. So a guy that Celtic so. paid for Two and a half million pounds from I think it was FC Groningen that he came from uh, in Holland. Um, Celtic managed to get thirteen and a half million off of Southampton, and they're going to get a, a minimum minimum ten million pounds. That's twenty one million pounds for a a football player who I think is only about twenty three, twenty four years of age. Mark, uh, Alex, can you comment on that? Would you think? Oh, personally, because I, I, when I came in, I said to the boys that, that you know, I'd just seen the, the news breaking that he, he was going for £75 million. We were actually just uh, looking at him on, on the monitors in, in the studio there and the physicality of him and, and the guys were kind of reminiscing about uh, Chris Commons was done a thing a few weeks ago and says when he came into training, he says he could play as a number 10 due to the fact that the ability the guy had, but he was six feet four and a powerhouse. Uh, and having seen him on the TV there, I looked at Martin and says, he actually looks bigger again, as mm-hmm. if he's going to fill out a little bit, because yeah. as Ian touched upon, he's still relatively young. But in terms of uh, business sense, it's an unbelievable piece of business for Celtic. As you said, it was 2.6. I went for about 13 million. But when you take that in, plus the add-ons, it's a great piece of business. And, you know, Celtic need that money at the moment. I'll probably take them up to about 100 million turn- turnover <laughs> uh, next year, which is a remarkable piece of business. And Mark, that, that's the whole point, isn't it? That's, this is Celtic's structure. This is, this is the way it's meant to work. You're meant to get these guys for a couple of million, sell them on, and then they might yeah. even go again. That, that's just, this is, you're seeing is, a working example of it know, here. Credit to, the, to the, the scouting department uh, initially, you know, five years ago when they identified um, Van Dyke, you know, credit to the club getting o- over the line. Um, but I think when you look at Celtic just now, and people say, well, you need a centre half, need somebody don't, because of Han Van, Van Dyke, it spoiled them. And you can't always get a two and a half million pound Rolls Royce, was a phrase that, that, that Neil Lennon used about Melee Doors. But I would like to say a, a bit of credit you know, for that too. Neil Lennon and Johan Mayalbi, who had him initially, worked with him, improved him. Then Ronnie Dyler and John Collins. I know John Collins put a lot of work uh, in with him. Uh, as well and got him from a two and a half million pound player into 11, 12, 13 million whatever the fee falls and obviously now he held his own he excelled in the, the Premier League down south and is now 75 million the most expensive defender apart from today 
Was John Stones And David Lees Both at 50 million So we've gone from 50 to 75 Million pounds Wow I mean What an incredible fee Good luck to him Wish him well And what a great payday For Celtic Ian on you go Can I come back Gordon Yeah yeah Gordon um, uh, uh, Mark uh, Mark and Alex Well said there um, I think uh, The young lad He has a big lump of a boy Six feet four um, He's got all the attributes To be World class And he's getting there now um, Going to my My favourite team um, Apart from Celtic I've been supporting Liverpool since about six years of age, um, and I'm going to Liverpool for the new year. I, I, me and my missus are travelling down the 31st to the 3rd, and I can't wait um, to see him getting paraded on the 1st of January. Ian, Ian you, you, I think you've been a Liverpool fan, I think he's need a goalkeeper. I've been watching Minnelli recently, he's been horrendous. Alex, can I say something to you? I, I played football as well, mate. Um, no, no, it's not a bigger standard to your, as yourself. Probably about Matt's levelling. No, <laughs> no, no. I was at I was at Ibrox, uh, when I was seventeen. Um, Alex, I used to play the Geranti and Ferguson in the youth team. Ah, uh, you're probably running about um, fifty, Matt Lenardine. Um, Dean's fifty-one. Derek's fifty-one as well. Um, but anyway, as I say, Liverpool need their defence and a goalkeeper sorted out. Yeah. Um, and that's all I'll say guys Great stuff Thanks to Ian in Greenock Giving us his thoughts On Virgil van Dijk Now there was a Pitch inspection planned For the Super Seal Stadium Tonight Hamilton against Kilmarnock So we're still waiting On news Of whether that game Can go ahead Very cold out there But some cracking fixtures To look ahead to Team news from Ibrooks won't be far away And that is coming up After these Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football All season long Please gamble responsibly Mark Guidi and Alex Ray are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Any Hamilton or Kilmarnock fans heading to the game Doing about turn Game off at the Super Seal Stadium It's failed a pitch inspection It's a frozen pitch We obviously know that we've got the artificial surface there Alex yep. But this uh, I suppose goes to show once and for all It's not all weather by any means It's just too cold, it's frosty It's frozen on top And Hamilton and Kilmarnock are going to have to do it all again at a later date Yeah you have to uh, Players um you know, uh, it's paramount that their safety is uh, first and foremost. But they are God, they actually get a lot of glaze on top of them, and they're so slippy. So they've obviously made the right decision. Yeah, we saw. I think Queen of the South, Dundee United, called off at half time last week on one of the artificial yeah. surfaces as well. So there we are. Hamilton against Kilmarnock is off at the Super Seal Stadium. We do still have games on though, of course. Rangers against Motherwell. We've got the Edinburgh Derby and Ross County against St Johnson at the moment. Not in any. Danger. Let's get back to the phones, shall we? Jim is in Renfrew. Uh, Jim, you're a Celtic fan. Are you a happy Celtic fan after hearing that a bit of the Virgil van Dyke money is on its way to you? No, I'm always a happy Celtic fan, whether we'll get money or no. Right. Ah, yeah, Fair enough. Whether we use it for a player or whether we use it for a tail, I'll go for it. Whatever they want to do, I'll back them. Absolutely, Mark. On a serious point, though, Mark, that that's the question that every every fan asks. Then, isn't it? How much is Brendan Rodgers going to get? You know that that's what that's what the Celtic fans ultimately want to know tonight, probably. Yeah, they do, and uh, obviously, you know, Musa Dembele stuff um, is is very much topical um, just now. I think it looks to me as though it's going to go to auction, and uh, I get the feeling that the player will be sold. Um, and this, this window, month. Mark, yeah, yeah it, it, it looks that way. Well, I'm not saying they're going to sell him for eighteen million. But I think now it's basically, it looks as though it's common knowledge, he's available, how much are you willing to 
to Pez in a chance for a which is fine. You know, that day was always going to arrive. If it happens to be this window, fine. If it doesn't and Celtic have got one until the summer, then, you know, even better uh, for Celtic. But I, if you to offer me a free bet, I'd say that Dembele will go in this window. Jim, what was your other point tonight? Oh, I was just listening earlier and Ali was saying he couldn't remember when his team uh, got a doing. No. Oh, sorry, that's right, yeah. Every time you go play the Celtic, he's got a doing. It's quite simple that answer Jim just getting his wee dig in there They'll just they like to make life hard for me And then I, then I get stick for other people from. Oh honestly carry on Anyway what, what are your thoughts ahead of that game Jim's looking ahead Rangers are obviously in, uh, in action tonight But yeah. we've got the game at the weekend as well Which people are already turning their attention well, to Well I think the last time Graham Murty uh, You know went to Parkhead It was a 1-1 So I would hardly say that was a doing That Jim was referring to there But um, so it's important to always keep the facts in perspective But um, they have had a doing more recently <laughs> Keep the facts <laughs> Exactly No listen it's going to be a difficult um, It's going to be a difficult one at the weekend as well I think Rangers is more important game tonight for them Purely for the point of view is they need to get back on track And they need to get points on the board uh, Hibs, Hearts, uh, Aberdeen uh, I've got Thistle as well So you know they've got potentially could go away again So I think tonight they really need to focus on that. Yeah. The old firm will take care of itself at the weekend. Uh, and, and what I will say, it's always extremely difficult going to Parkhead and trying to get a result. So Jim's right there, even though he's having a wee outrageous dig <laughs> at this time of the year, festive as well. Jim, what did you make of Celtic's performance yesterday? Absolutely brilliant, but I'm not telling any lies saying you go. Oh, Jim. We're just trying to just be a bit light hearted, Jim. I just thought I thought the period of festive goodwill, you know, would just try and there we are. I'd try to give him a chance. Just fade him out. Just fade him out. Nah, I don't Gordon. like doing that though. I like. I was just wanting to know what Jim made of the performance yesterday. But yeah, but he's more he's interested, interested in talking about okay. new corner. Okay, that's fine. That was Jim in Renfrew. I think we're going to have some team news from Ibrox actually ahead of that big game tonight. Ronnie Charters. Uh, the team news is in I'm just trying to get it in a formation <clears throat> It's a few changes for Rangers They go with Fotheringham in goal A back four of Tavernier, Alves, Wilson and John The four in the diamond midfield of McCrory, Jack, Holt and Cranshaw With Herrera and Morelos up front The subs for Rangers are Kelly, Hodgson, Candias, Peña, Hardy, Barjonas and Bates the Mullowell lineup also, and I've not got it in a formation yet, Gordon, excuse me, but it's Carson, um, Tate, Grimshaw, Bigramana, Hartley, McHugh, Rose, Fisher, Dunn, Kipri and Tanner. The subs are Hamill, Bowman, McLean, Turnbull, Campbell, Newell and Yeni Dokov. Great stuff. Thanks to Ronnie Charters. Any Rangers and Mullowell fans, give us your thoughts on those team lines. 0141 951 1025. Alex, amongst other things that jump out from the Rangers team, Ryan Jack back in from suspension uh, and rare starts for the likes of of Nico Cranchar and Eduardo Herrera. We don't see too much of yeah. them from the start for Rangers these Gordon, days. Did you have you got the team there? Yes. Can yeah. you tell us who the wider ones in the midfield? So you've got Jack McCrory sitting, Jack, Cranchar and Holt, I think you said. Yeah, so it's so the diamond again, isn't it? Yeah. And who is the, the other centre back? Alves and Dan Wilson. Wilson. Yep. Right, yep. okay. So no listen, uh obviously a, a start for Herrera, which he hasn't really featured of late. Uh, and when he has it's just been little cameos. He hasn't really Hit the ground running He's another one That the jury's still Very much out for uh, I think Ryan Jack Being back in the team uh, Will be good for the middle The middle He gives you that A little bit of stability uh, Alves at the back uh, I feel as if That partnership's Probably the strongest one For me Mark In terms of experience uh, And I think It's a Declan John At left back Isn't it yeah. yep. So yep. obviously Wallace hasn't made that So 
uh, that he'll give you the width. Uh, Josh Windass, he's suspended tonight, isn't he? He went over yeah. the, the points threshold a couple of weeks ago yeah. for booking, so yeah. um, he's out tonight. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Alex, and you look at Eduardo Herrera, 20 appearances, the vast, vast majority of them uh, are from the bench. In fact, I think it's only one start uh, so far, you know, and two goals. So, listen, a chance for him to, to show what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, uh, when they were signing the signing policy in the summer, uh, you know, you look at... Uh, Pena and Herrera The two of them Dalcio hasn't been spotted It's been an Absolute nightmare Yeah The, the, the kind of Recruitment policy Which has been allowed to happen uh, Plenty of money spent And On current form Has been wasted so far You know It just, it just shows you though, As every now you, you listen to Every head coach Every manager You know, you know People within a, a Club chief executives The most important thing Is recruitment and, 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 yep. and, and listen I know it's just an easy thing to say but but it is And when you strip it back And you look at what Rangers Must have added To their wage bill uh, In the summer I mean, It must have been the guts Of 100 grand a week They've added to their wage bill uh, in, in, in the summer Value for money Not yet Mark, Not by a long shot And Cranchard's another one yeah. He's in tonight Let's see something from Nico Cranchard I mean, He has got all the ability But the question mark is it, Has he got still got the desire well, To phys- go Physicality as well Mark Because he's obviously yeah. been injured uh, Even when he was playing He was looking as if he was like Kind of a bit short in terms of match sharpness. He, you know, he didn't have a bus to get away from players. Technically, on his day, he was he's as good as anything on that park. Yep. Um, but you're right what you say in terms of the, the recruitment because, as I said to you, this time last year, they had more points and yet they've spent a lot more money in the yeah. summer and, as you rightly says, the wage bill has gone up considerably and, for me, they're not getting a, a return on that, Rangers. Yeah, Brian Lang is on Twitter. He says, I'm sitting in my car outside Ibrooks. Cranchart, not good. Two up top, how can he change it if it's not working? Charlie's a Rangers fan in Airdrie. Charlie, what do you make of the, the game tonight that lies ahead and, and that team that we've just read out to you? Well, it's the same old, same old, isn't it? Uh, I'm sitting in the car park and they're ready to go in and I was just saying to the boy, they took the phone call. I'm just wondering what team's going to turn up tonight. Uh, you just sit there and it's the same old story. Last time when we took the lead, I thought we were going to uh, end up winning the game. And we lost the game. The, day be- the time before that, we went behind and then uh, it was the other way about. Um, I was just wondering, are we going to ask Ali Ray, are there any any investment coming in at all? Because um, I, I, I mean, I'm a Dave King fan, right? I've always been a Dave King fan. You know, I've even got a file in the house when he started taking over Ibrox and all that. And uh, he said he was going to be 30 million in and all that. I can't understand now that he's turning around and saying that he's penniless. How could he turn around and say he's penniless? How did he manage to take care of Ibrox in the first place if he's penniless? You know what I mean? He said he was going to spend the, the investment for his family and all that kind of... I'm not one of the one of do that, but... Uh, I can't understand about how he's coming away with that now, um, and I just don't know where we're heading now. I, 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 I don't think we're leading. We we'll definitely need to get somebody to come in because uh, I can't, I can't see in. I can see us get back to where we were before. So Charlie's in, in the car yeah. park Like the, the previous tweeter So I'm not sensing And listen This is only a couple of callers I'm not saying this is representative Of everyone But not a great deal of optimism Alex ahead of this one tonight Well the, the interesting thing About Charlie Because uh, I, I understand he, He's touching upon What Dave King's bringing to the table Right I think everyone And I was one of the guys that When when they wrestled it away From the previous regime I was very complimentary uh, When they got the merchandise deal I was very complimentary Now To get things right here Charlie I think Dave King's only about 15 or 16% shareholder of the club. 
uh, if, if I'm right. So he's not as if he's a, a, a major shareholder, and I think that's the reason why he's been told by this court thing without getting into all the legalities, he has to do the £11 million pound new shares because of he was found as if it was uh, kind of coming together by the other parties in the, the share thing. So without getting into all that detail, now, I think the bigger picture for me is where they're going as a club and a board. You know, the the I, I hear some comments last week about, you know, the appointment after Graham uh, Murty was appointed and they were saying that they're very comfortable and confident in where they are as a board and then they lose to Kamala the next day. Now, you can't really take that on one game where they're going as a board. I think you have to look over the, 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 the period in which they've been in. This is them, they're on to their third manager. They're spent, I mean, we're just talking about the spending policy which they have overseen as well, which hasn't been good enough. You've got the director of football coming out a couple of days ago and saying that, um, you know, he gave a list to the board, which I don't think helps anybody by actually saying because the list clearly wasn't good enough or what they were looking for. For a new fit, manager, you or, mean? Yeah, absolutely. Or fits the criteria. So I'm thinking to myself... Yeah, it's not good, or, 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 was, or the list was too ambitious. Well, well, it may it well depends, have been, yeah. may well have been ambitious, Mark. But the thing is, as a director of football, you should know what your board criteria is, yeah. whether what the salary should be, what they're looking for, whether it's a young guy, old guy, uh, you know, someone like Graham coming through the, the development with an older older uh, head overseeing things. But whatever it's been, the whole thing's been a nightmare, Mark. Mm-hmm. And as a board, and as Dave King's, the, 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 he seems to be the kind of head of that board. They need to get their A game. Somewhere soon Because Guys like Charlie I spoke to you prior to the show as well One or two guys who invest in Rangers heavily Are getting a wee bit disillusioned So much so that Last week One of my mates were You know really He throws a lot of money at the club And they're getting a wee bit kind of There's a sense of anger With the appointment as well And Of Graham Murty Yeah of Graham Murty And they're, they're actually at the stage where It's a really tricky time for Rangers And if they go into this new year and the results don't pick up, it could become a problem for them because it was 44,000, which again is admirable because the fans are backing them in their numbers and they need to watch because you can't take this for granted, yeah. Mark, because yeah. at some stage, the border that and the infrastructure, the whole thing comes into question. Of course, we are continuing to build up to tonight's games in the Ladbrokes Premiership, but we'll take a look back at Celtic's win at Dundee and hear from Brendan Rogers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. Mark Guidi and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are, of course, looking ahead to tonight's games, but important that we look backwards as well, Mark Guidi, because Celtic went to Dundee yesterday. Uh, how would you describe that performance? I think it was it was certainly comfortable, and and then some, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I, I was a wee bit surprised just how comfortable um, it was. And that's not to take anything away from from Celtic. But having watched Dundee on Saturday, I thought that they made it a wee bit more difficult. Um, for Celtic but I don't really recall Craig Gordon having a a save of note uh, Celtic wasted one or two chances but you know for Celtic it was important to to win the game to set them up uh, for Saturday for the Old Firm Derby so since Tynecastle Gordon that was three games what was it seven goals scored none conceded again it comes back to it too Griffiths beautiful first touch and finish his goal but does he start the game I th- certainly think at the moment he is the form striker. Um, I look at Dembele. Okay, it's between Dembele and Griffiths to start the game on Saturday. I don't think Edward, you know, comes into the equation to start the game. For me, I would go with uh, 
with Griffiths I think I just think he looks as a wee bit more about his game at the moment I don't know if Dembele's slightly distracted maybe not fully fit yet I'm not quite sure but for me Griffiths looks slightly more on song Well Brendan Rodgers says the 2-0 win against Dundee showed him the players have the hunger needed for a club like Celtic it was goals from James Forrest and Lee Griffiths which sent Celtic 11 points clear at the top and Rodgers says they were sharp from the very first whistle A very very good performance I thought we started the game well good control Dundee have showed here against the likes of Aberdeen even though they lost tough team to play against Rangers winning that game and, and some of the other performances that they've had so it was always going to be a difficult game for us but I thought we, we controlled large parts of the game scored two very very good goals you know, the first goal was a, a great demonstration of our patience but still looking to, to get into areas where we could hurt them and, and we did that in the end through a great passing move and then a, a goal by James and then the second one was Really, about what we talked about before the game about our hunger. You know, I said that it's not enough to want to win the game today. You know, because they'll want to win it as well. We've got to be hungry to win it, and that means getting tight to people, getting close to people, and pressing how we press. Because this is the identity that we've created here as a team. And even though we're in a run of games which is so hard physically, we have to find that uh, motivation and commitment to to go and do it. And the players did that. The Celtic boss also confirmed there had been no bids for striker Moussa Dembele That was despite reports on Christmas Day linking him with Brighton Roger says he won't stand in any player's way But admits only the perfect deal would see the Frenchman leave the club Well listen, we, we, it's the same idea as we don't want to lose any players Of course, and we won't lose any players However, if there's something that comes in which again It goes back to that issue morally you know, if there's an issue, if there's something where a player can earn five times as much as what he's on now, then it's very, very difficult to stop him, especially if you get then a, a fee for a player. There's a lot for that to happen. There's a lot that needs to be right. We don't need to sell anyone. That's that's the idea. But I think what is always important at Celtic, especially when you're doing so well, is that you know there's going to be interest, and you always have to be you have to prepare forward for the what if. And if we lose any of our players for for the reasons that I've just said, then we hope then that we'll have some to to bring in and just. Keep the sort of continuation going of how we're being working. Uh, Mark, I think I'm right in saying it was Christmas morning. I just finished with the whole present routine and then quick look at Twitter for Jovan, eh, sorry, Moussa Dembele, rumoured to be on his way to Brighton. But the club very quickly um, put that one to bed, saying that it wasn't going to happen. But you're still, you still reckon it may happen in January somewhere, if, if not Brighton. Yeah, well, I think just to be clear, what the club said was there hadn't been a fee agreed. There is interest from Brighton. Let's get that straight. It looks to me as though. There's an auction building up for for Dembele. Uh, that that's why I get the that's why I get the feeling this is heading towards. And there's obviously that the agent has an idea now that you know there's five or six clubs maybe interested in you. Now can they? Does the agent know that you know for sure twenty two million is going to get him or nineteen million plus you know whatever it is? Is there a, have they established a fee for the agent or is it just case of going to auction and you know if we get something that. 22, 24, 25 Fine, the player will obviously know The agent will know Whatever he earns at Celtic just now I don't know Let's say Dembele earns 20 grand a week At Celtic The agent will know Listen Whether it's Brighton Or West Ham Or Liverpool Or wherever you're going You're going up to 55 to 65 grand a week So th- there is that Out there too But again Just going back to it uh, I get the feeling That Moussa Dembele uh, will be sold during the, the January transfer window And um, I, I don't have a, a problem with it I think sometimes these things come to it And I just look at Dembele over the past 
few weeks I think you know, maybe the time is right just to cash in on them uh, Some other potentially worrying news coming out of Celtic tonight yet to be confirmed by the club but widespread reports that uh, Johnny yeah. Hayes' season looks to be over Alex if it's a, a leg break from that tackle uh, in the game against Dundee yeah. I've seen a lot of Celtic fans online today not happy with the tackle they, they were, but Brendan Rodgers after the game he said he had no problem with it so none of the Celtic staff none of the Celtic players had any problem with the tackle itself um, some fans may have a different view that's fine but either way the, the important news is it looks like Johnny Hayes has, has come off pretty badly out of yeah, it Yeah I was at the match yesterday Gordon and, and it was a coming together you know I think it was the boy uh, Meekings Meekings yeah, yeah. It, it, it was on the blind side Johnny Hayes had just tried to rob him on, on the blind side and he's hit it, and I think in the follow through, I think both their shins have come together. And at the time, he intimated he was in trouble. Johnny he put his hand up, and uh, after the game, we were pleased because Brendan Rodgers has actually come out and says it looks as if it's going to be bruising, which is obviously a bonus. But there's some reports floating about today that he's, you know, he's broken his leg, and uh, it could be the end of the season, which is a shame because it's it looked as if the last few weeks, as if he was getting up to his speed, and uh, starting to be kind of comfortable in that environment. George is in Bears Den. Hi, George. Uh, hi there, panel. How you doing? Good yeah, job. not bad, you? Hi, not bad, not bad. Yeah, I just want to uh, mention something about the Virgil van Dijk saga, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I find, uh, I'm a Southampton fan. I used to work down in St Mary's when I was studying social work. Uh, now it's about 10 years ago. Now, I find it very, very strange that Wes Reed, you know, who stuck to his guns over the summer, would suddenly let Virgil van Dijk go halfway through the season. I mean, the price is pretty good, but I'm, I'm just a bit amused why A, he'd let Virgil van Dijk go mid-season, B, let him go to Liverpool when relations appeared to be very frosty between Southampton and Liverpool after Liverpool were accused of tapping up the transfer in the summer. It just seems a very, very strange, bizarre decision for this transfer to happen now. George, I, 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 when I see the figure, the seventy-five million, I think that's probably been the one that's actually swayed it in, uh, t- in their favour. That would probably make someone do something they maybe didn't want to do, wouldn't it? Seventy-five million—that's enough to change your mind. But, but George is right because in the summer there was a wee bit of kind of. I think they, they reported Southampton reported them at the FAA about tapping him up. You don't know what the discussion was with Virgil and the Southampton hierarchy. He says, "Listen, it's too soon. We won't be able to get a replacement in." And we'll look, revisit it again. But when you're talking about 75 million quid, Mark, it's yeah. a phenomenal amount of money. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I think back in the summer, George, they were probably talking about Liverpool. There was, a, there was an interest from Arsenal, from Chelsea, maybe Man City. They're maybe talking about 50 55. But now all of a sudden, as we said earlier, the previous record for a defender was John Stones and uh, David Louise at 50 million. So you've jumped to 75. Clearly, as well, Van Dyke's heart's not in it, or what? He's now a Liverpool player, so his heart wasn't in at Southampton. You look at the the, the problems that they're having with Pellegrino, the manager there as well. Maybe Southampton thing. If we have to change our manager, we don't want to think. Well, we'll keep Van Dyke. He's got the whole Van Dyke thing to, oh, to come said, in and yeah. try and sort it. So do you know what? Let's just make a decision. Let's take the money and let's get rid of. That's a problem for us. That's a problem cleared. We've got seventy five million pound. We now move on without distractions. You're not playing particularly well with them. In the team anyway yeah. So I wonder if it's just got to that stage He's been left out the last two games too But they, they do Appear to be in a bit of, of trouble And uh, having watched them against Spurs Yesterday you're thinking Pellegrino pff, I think they could be looking for another manager soon You want to come back in George? Yeah I mean I, I, I take your points on board But you know Yeah 
Van Dijk hasn't really sort of settled into the team. He's not played his best since the summer. But in terms of timing, even with the issues with Pellegrino, it just would make more sense to address these issues in the summer because they only have a month to get replacement. If they're going to replace the manager, they've got very, very little time to do it. And uh, as we know, in January transfers are very, very difficult to get the right type of player that uh, Southampton need for their defensive, not fully replaced Josie Fonte, who left in the summer, um, and now they need to replace Van Dijk. Uh, I know they've got a lot of good young players coming in, um, like uh, Josh Sims, and uh, they've got uh, Matt Target, who's uh, making more appearances of late, but um, they needed to strengthen their attack uh, because of injuries, certainly now to Charlie Austin, um, and now they need to, you know, they don't have much time to start uh, new defenders and new attackers. It just, uh, it would have been better to do all of this in the summer. Well, with a month to a month to spend seventy five million, I'm sure they'll find a way, George. But thanks for your call. That was George in Bears Den. Uh, Kilmarnock have issued a statement tonight following the postponement of that game against Hamilton. Very simple. Just says naturally disappointed that the game's been postponed. Barry Cook and his team made the decision following a six fifteen pitch inspection. We fully understand player safety is paramount. But Jordan Jones, he's had a bit of a dig on Twitter, Mark. He said, um, "No surprise, they only started working on the pitch fifteen minutes ago. That was half an hour ago." We tweeted it so Jordan Jones isn't too happy with the efforts of Hamilton Ackies to get that game on anyway it is off and it's time for us to do this Beat the Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday just over 45 minutes until kick-off in tonight's Ladbrokes Premiership games but before we do that it is time to play Beat the Pundit if you fancy your chances of getting one over on Mark Guidi or Alex Ray now is the time to go and pick up that phone dial 0141 951 and you could play Beat the Pundit after the news Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrokes.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly. Alex Ray and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Some big games in the Ladbrokes Premiership tonight. We've been building up to those, but remember, remember Hamilton against Kilmarnock is off. So if you're on your way to that one, turn around and go up the roads. Let's do this. Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday It is time for Beat the Pundit Tonight's contestant is Ross Edmonds from Moody'sburn Hi Ross Hi, how are you doing? Not too bad Ross are you, I hope I'm not keeping you I understand you're on your way to the game tonight Are you sitting in the car park Do you get this over and done with? I'm sitting in the car Waiting for this And I'm going to walk over to Ibrox Yes Right well listen I don't know I can't predict what you're going to Whether you'll get three points tonight But you've got a chance To get off to a, a winning start For yourself On Beat the Pundit I'll toss the coin Heads is Mark Guidi Tails It is Alex Ray Let's see what we've got going. It is Tails as well It's Alex Ray You're going to be up again So let's give Alex some Clyde 2 In his ear Make sure he can't steal your answers Is that us off and running? I think so Okay Right Ross I'm sure you know the way it works 30 seconds yeah. Head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit, okay? No worries. Let's do it then. Clock is ready. Now, Harry Kane became the Premier League top goal scorer in a calendar year with how many goals? 39. Which female tennis players announced she'll return in Abu Dhabi next week? 
Maria Sharapova. Who's the current holder of the PDC World Darts Championship? Uh, Van Gerwen. Who's been named referee for this weekend's Celtic against Rangers game? Willie Cosm. What position does Partick Thistle's Niall Keown play? Centre back. Uh, which sport would you associate Alistair Cook? Uh, cricket. And in which European city would you find the Signal Iduna Park? Dortmund. Okay. Sounds like a new stuff. Alex, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here, yes. Good stuff. Mark Weedy's trying to psych him out, Ross. You can't see this, but he's, he's giving him the eyes as if to say, listen, Ross knew his stuff, you're up against it. Right, Alex, 30 seconds, same set of questions to you. You ready? Yeah, go. Okay. Harry Kane became the Premier League's top goal scorer in a calendar year with how many goals? 55. How many, which female tennis players announced she'll return in Abu Dhabi next week? Pass. Who's the current holder of the PDC World Darts Championship? Uh, Michael Van Gerwen Who's been named referee For this weekend's Celtic Against Rangers game uh, oh, No that's uh, Bobby Madden Which position Does Partick Thistle's Niall Keown play Midfield Which sport would you Associate <sighs> Alistair Cook uh, Cricket And in which European city Would you find The Signal Iduna Park Quite France. late City Which European city And you just oh, said France, France. <laughs> Don't worry, it's no Paris either But anyway uh, Right, let's go through them Ross it Certainly looks quite close I don't know I think Ross knows his stuff Harry Kane became the Premier League's Top goal scorer in a calendar year With 39 Ross was on the money 50 I know he's good Alex But 55 in a year Was that for the Premiership? The actual goals? Was 39 it? in the calendar year Yeah So uh, Which female tennis player It's 1-0 to Ross by the way Which female tennis players Are now she'll return in Abu Dhabi next week Serena Williams So Ross is still 1-0 up Alex pulls one uh, back But Ross got it as well Michael Van Gerwen Is the holder of the PDC World Darts Championship Alex does eventually equalise though Bobby Madden The man in the middle Of the big game this weekend Which position does Partick Thistle's Niall Keown play? Centre half I know Honestly Alex Ross said Defender And he got it right So 3-2 It's 4-3 Because you both got Alistair Cook Associated with oh, cricket I'm beat. And he stretched his lead anyway Because it's Dortmund Where you would find the signal Eden Park Not France <laughs> <laughs> There we are Ross so Well done Ross You're Enjoy off to a winning start well done, Ross. I don't know if your team Will do the, the business for you This evening But you've won Beat the pundit anyway Good man Brilliant well done, Thanks to Ross That was Ross Edmonds In Moody's Burn I know you're a competitive individual You'll be disappointed with that Yeah I'd That like was a poor effort year on a, on a front a fair, I said to Mark beforehand I wasn't quite up to speed About the sport uh, The last few days yeah, that, but that, that, I was that actually thinking about the 55 Keown, in terms of the England goals and things. Honestly, uh, uh, anyway, funny enough, I'd 54 down. So I know where you're coming from because I thought, no, it is. I thought, I thought it could have been. I thought the question could have been worded slightly better. He became yeah, the yeah. Premier League top sure. scorer. There you are. The clue was in the question. Yeah. Well done to Ross Edmonds. Sure, sure. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see if we can check in with Dave Galloway. He's looking ahead to uh, Aberdeen against Partick Thistle. Are you with us, Dave? Yes, indeed, uh, Gordon. Thank you. Well, Partick gave themselves a boost, didn't they, with a much-needed win over Hamilton at the weekend to move off the foot of the Premiership, and they'll be looking to kick on now. Thistle know they must improve on their record on the road. They're the only team in the league without an away win this season. Pretoria hasn't been a happy hunting ground for the Jags, who failed to score in six out of their last seven visits here. How they'd love to put that one to bed tonight and get a positive result. Alan Archibald's side will 
face a tough task though against the Dons team who are smarting from their defeat to Celtic and Aberdeen boss Derek McInnes is challenging his men to finish 2017 with a bang. I can tell you three changes for Partick Thistle tonight. In come Jordan Turnbull, Connor Salmon and Andy McCarthy. Out go Martin Woods, Chris Erskine and Chris Doolan. So it's Thomas Cherney in goals. They've reverted to a back four by the looks of things, the Jags. Uh, Adam Barton, Jordan Turnbull, Danny Devine and Niall Keown at the back. Then in midfield, Paul McGinn, Andy McCarthy, Ryan Edwards and Stephen Lawless with Blair Spittle supporting Connor Salmon up front. The substitutes for uh, Partick Thistle, Scully, Natriansky, Nisbet, Wilson and Storey. So just the uh, five substitutes for Partick this evening. Aberdeen, I can tell you, also make three changes. Shea Logan, Scott McKenna and Ryan Christie replace Dominic Ball, Carrie Arneson and Mark Reynolds in the opening lineup for the Dons, which is Joe Lewis in goals, Shea Logan, Anthony O'Connor, Scott McKenna and Andy Considine at the back, Graham Shinney and Kenny McLean, these sitting midfielders, then Greg Stewart, Ryan Christie and Gary Mackay Stephen behind the main striker Adam Rooney the subs for the Dons tonight Rogers, Reynolds, Arneson Ball, Harvey, Wright and Ross and match referee at a bitterly, bitterly cold Pitaudry it's Ewan Anderson Thanks to Dave Galloway at Pitaudry for that one all the stats Mark point to an Aberdeen win and we know yeah. it's not often as simple as that but I mean they've won the last six uh, top flight games against Partick Thistle um, you know Partick Thistle failing to score in six of the last seven trips to Pitaudry in the league as well so it all points towards an Aberdeen victory we know it's not always as simple as that But there's a lot to play for For both sides as well Thistle off the foot of the table At the weekend And Aberdeen Three points Ahead of Rangers So perhaps looking to see If they can stretch that Or at least maintain it Yeah I mean It'll come the the, the winter uh, break uh, Aberdeen will want to have Gone in with six points in the bag Three to three tonight And three on Saturday Patrick Thistle You know Without being defeatist I'm sure they'll think Anything from Pataudry tonight Would be a major bonus uh, For them It's all about them I think Building on that home form uh, Gordon and winning the weekend is it Ross County on Saturday? Yes, yeah, home, yeah. Yeah, so you know that's what they want to look to do. That's a big one for them. Bearing in mind where Ross County are on the table and where Thistle are, that is a massive Six game. Pointer. It is indeed. So you know that that's a big one um, for them. But certainly Aberdeen, um, you know, want to build on on the couple of results that they had, albeit they lost 3-0 to Celtic at the weekend, but I watched the highlights, Gordon, and he did have a bit of sympathy for them, you know, you know the way some Certainly of the goals... Certainly started brightly, yeah, didn't Some they? of the goals he conceded, they were a bit um, unfortunate, albeit Celtic did deserve to win, but I'm not so sure there was three goals in it. OK, let's speak to Frank and Clyde Bank. He's on the line. Hi, Frank. Evening, guys. Hello. Hi, Frank. Hope you all had a nice Christmas, and yep. hope you have a good New Year. Same to you, Frank. Uh, what kind of team do you think Walter Smith's going to put in the weekend? <laughs> this has gone right over my head Are you saying that Walter Smith's pulling the strings Is that what I'm missing here Frank? Of course he is right, okay. See the last old firm game I sat and watched it with my son And after 15 minutes I said Walter Smith The way the injured were played The way they lined up And they were right in there up, They were right up for it That wasn't the way Murray And it's going to happen the same this Are you week. talking about the one at Celtic Park yeah, last yeah, season? The one, yes, one, yeah. the one one draw Yes, yes, very much so <laughs> Listen, it's, it's stuck out a mile well, Graham Murphy may well have taken inspiration from somewhere, but that's a bit of an odd accusation that it's actually Walter Smith. I don't, I don't think that is the case. But what about Frank's more general point, Alex? Did um, Graham Murphy 
Will he try and follow his own blueprint this time around? Yeah, he's got to try and make in it. In many ways, it's, it's one of the standout results in his, his time, isn't it? Yeah, well, listen, I, I think the, the the teams that have actually got any joy have always put a relatively high press on Celtic. The problem you have is if uh, trying to keep it up for 90 minutes is nigh on impossible. Uh, they have players that kind of carve it open, and then that goes back to the debate. Uh, you know, uh, with Griffiths and Dembele, uh, the, the games that, that have always mattered for Celtic as they brought in Dembele as the, as the number one striker in the big games so they have a physicality to get an out ball if they do have to play longer so but listen we all know that uh, Walter Smith's been speaking to Marty he said that a few weeks ago uh, Graham said that he um, he had been in consultation with uh, Walter but listen there's no way that Walter Smith's picking that team that's for sure Mark if you are Graham Marty is it, is it as simple as that just try and replicate what happened at Celtic Park last season the other thing is though of course Celtic Weren't at their best that day either So you're kind of relying on On that happening too Although Rangers did take a lot of the credit For, for stopping them playing Do you think that will be something Graham Murty will go back and look at? Yeah I mean I, I would imagine You know it'll be 4-5-1 5-4-1 Whatever you want to say It's a case of Trying to be compact It's the old saying You know keep it tight For 20 minutes Don't give them any encouragement But I think you know Come Was it 12 o'clock lunchtime Kick off On Saturday I would expect it to be A backs to the wall job For Rangers And trying to survive that first 10 or 15 minutes where they get you know um, Alex talking there that you know Dembele gives Celtic that out ball I don't know I'm, I'm, you know where's Rangers out ball um, Alex I mean, you know that Morelos is our number one yeah. striker but he's not a great out ball and I think back to the last old firm game albeit it was Ibrox it was under Pedro Cachina yeah. but the amount of times that Morelos got caught offside was absolutely disgraceful for a professional footballer listen you allow one or two I don't know, it was five, six, seven, you think any time they were trying to get up the park, get their shape back, get a breather, you know, he was just constantly getting caught offside. So I don't know if he looks at that. I don't know if Windass can play the straight or do it. I really don't know, but I, I you know, I'm just I've I've got my doubts about uh, Morelos being able to be that lone guy to give Rangers an outball. I think part of the problem is his height. You look at Dembele, you know, he's a beastier guy, he's some size, physicality, uh, he's got power and pace. And you're right what you say is about Morelos on that day, Mark. He uh, ran offside four or five times oh, pretty within that yeah. first half. But listen, you have to put it in context as well. He is, um, he's only 20, 21. And, uh, and but Alec, still... you, you know the offside rule. When you're 10 years old, you should know the offside rule. Yeah, but listen, what I'm saying is, but he doesn't actually lead. The, the times he was trying to get in behind, Mark. Aye. Whereas we're talking about an outball is how do you actually hold the ball up and bring people yeah. into play? He doesn't have that physicality either, so... Again, what do they do then? But well, do, they do Rangers have anybody on their books to play that loan? I, mean, well, I don't think Kenny Miller is going to be fit, is he? Going? No, Kenny's no, no, miles no. away. So the Herrera would give you the, the, the stature, but he, he doesn't even bring that physicality to play, Mark. You know, he doesn't bring the ball down, he doesn't bring people into play, he can't even run into the channel. So it will be Morelos, there's no two ways about it because they're so limited. And you can't their, really their argue with his goal scoring this season either for a guy who's who's just signed. He, he made a terrific impact, Gordon. You know, and up until you know, I, I think if you look recently, he's probably got maybe a couple of goals in the last ten or twelve. He had games. that big spell, didn't he? he had ten a, games a fantastic in the middle, spell, yeah. and everyone was going, "Oh, this." No, I mean, without the goals, sorry, oh, in the yes, middle, as well, absolutely. Yeah. So after that, he ended up uh, struggling to make his mark. He got a goal uh, recently a couple of weeks ago, but he just needs to go on a little bit of run. But again, it's going back to who they play. You know, the balance of the squad's not particularly great. You know, uh, Cranchard, you couldn't put him up front either, even though he's a big lad. Um, so it's going to be a really difficult afternoon regardless for Rangers. You want to come back in, Frank? Yep. Yeah, just a wee, a wee thing because uh, I got it from a good source and uh, well, I came on one night and I told you about Kenny McDowell had handed his resignation and he's laughed at me. And then an hour later, it was all over the sky. You know? Well, I remember that night, Frank. Of course you do. 
Luckily, I, 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 I feel, I'm telling you the same again. I can't, well, take, it. I can't again. take any blame for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's taking you all this time to clear your name, Frankie. Eh? Yeah, I, well, need you phone me back. I apologise, I was right. Typical, honestly. Yeah, apologies, Frank. Come on. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks to Frank and Clyde Bank for that call. We're going to look ahead to the big. Oh, so I thought Frank was going to give us another. Cracker there No was he just referring back No he was to just saying That Walter's oh, right. oh, yeah, I think that was it Yep I thought he had Alright sorry Alec is in Parkhead Hi Alec Hi Pano How you doing Good Alec Good thanks Aye obviously You know we had The the, the massive blip With the Hearts game the, the build up to it I think you could see Celtic won the But we're starting To lose their edge A wee bit And it was just Unfortunate that You know The, the manner that we get Beat all credit To the Hearts But you know Celtic had obviously Their Partick Thistle Aberdeen, Dundee, then obviously Rangers. And as I said to Andy, I think it was that I feel as though that the, the Aberdeen and the Dundee game, now, and it's no disrespect to Rangers, I feel as though that they were the hardest games that that, that, that we were going uh, uh, to play against. Uh, obviously, we've got Rangers at, at Parkhead, and you know me, I'm on the show and I come on. The, the score, and I've said it before, the score will be whatever Celtic makes it. You know, and there's nothing that, you know, that Rangers can mere less day to stop it. So what, what are you, are you expecting a three or four or something like that, Alex, for Celtic? Oh, no, I'm looking for, I'm a, I'm a 5 now man, you know what I mean? I've had, I've had a, a few up last season. Uh, I believe that, you know, and it's, again, it's no nae, it's nae disrespect to Rangers. It's just obviously Celtic, we are where we are, and Rangers are where they are. And, you know, Celtic are on their game. You know, the players that themselves will raise raise themselves mm-hmm. for that. I, I agree I like with you. I, I will let Alec just. I would agree with you that Celtic. I think I've hit a bit of form um, again. James Forrest, in particular, uh, is looking fantastic um, just now, and uh, there's no doubt that uh, when it comes to kick off time on Saturday, Celtic start the game overwhelming favourites. That's for sure. Alec, I was just I've got some friends up in the East End who have been. Home and away guys To watch Celtic And they're saying That the actual recent form Even leading up to the Hearts game It looked as if It was kind of coming That a lot of the players Had been off their game They have responded Relatively well In terms of The games you just mentioned There at Aberdeen And things And I was at the game Yesterday And it was a canter um, But a lot of the players He was saying Like Sinclair's not been Up to speed um, You know Dembele Griffiths has been In and out of the team So there's been guys Who were actually like Stalwarts And I agree If they all come To, the, to fruition At the weekend it could be a really difficult afternoon for Rangers, but the, the, he was saying that they actually had, and a few of my mates have been saying that they haven't been hitting the heights nowhere near like last season. Alec, I think the Motherwell game a couple of weeks ago, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's the only five that Celtic have scored in the league this season. Are you, are you still as confident hearing that, that you can do it again this time around? Aye, you know what I mean? You know, we haven't played anywhere near for what we had played last season, but you know, we have played a hell of a lot of games and, and that's what we want. That's what happens when you're at a big club. We have played a lot of games, but, you know, if if the player, like James Forrest, Lee Griffiths, you know, Rangers Rangers are, are a poor lot. You know, that, that's, that, that's, that's just the way it is. And if Celtic did take four or five, I don't think it would be a big surprise. Alex, have you said you've played a lot of games? Did you, have you played much more this season than you did last season? I, I think that I, well, what I'm saying is obviously where we had to start the season for the Champions League qualifiers. We all know it's getting harder, but again, that's just what happens when when you win the league in Scotland. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Brendan, you, we don't get a lot of time. Obviously, with players coming back for the European Championships, you know what I mean. 
But again, we have got a big squad. But at the end of the day, like every, we're, we're, the players are only human. You know, you get guys coming on the show saying, if you're getting paid 20 grand a week, you know, uh, they want to get up at five o'clock in the morning. These guys are athletes, they're professionals. And, you know, their body, their body can only do so much. Okay, thanks to Alec and Parkhead for that call. We're going to get these to a full time teaser as we continue building up to kick off in the games tonight. That's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly. Alex Ray and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As always, at this time, we get these two a full time teaser. This one's been sent in by Gary Percival. Thank Oof. you to Gary. And remember, folks, we've had a bit of a lull over Christmas. We had a couple of nights off. So that means I think it's time that we restocked the, the teaser folder. So if you've got any that you want to send in, send them into full time. At Clyde1.com That's full time at Clyde1.com And you can try and catch the pundits out If we get them on air So Gary says In the 21st century 10 players have played competitively for Rangers And also represented an African nation At international level Can you name them? So we're looking oh, for the I think we've had something similar this one yeah. So we're looking for 10 players yeah. Who've played for Rangers this century And also represented an African nation At international level Any right. sort of easy ones Ma- to get us Majid off and running Bagheera. Majid Bagheera Algeria Brahim, Brahim Hemdani Yep he's also Mo- Algerian Bilal Mojni as well Tunisian So that's three So we've got seven more to get uh, That's a decent standard Good start off and running Let's speak to Gio Who's in Milton Hi Gio How are you doing my friend? Not bad What's that, sorry? Hey, a very good evening, mate. A very good evening. Merry Christmas to all in there. And you, mate. Hey, uh, two, two points, uh, guys. Just, well, you're the one on set. I'm a Celtic fan. Uh, and I just think since the heart's uh, destruction, really, I thought the wheels had fallen off really badly. And since that, they've got nine points, no goals uh, conceded. And I think the next time Celtic play at Tynecastle, I think they'll need Venetian blinds on their new stand. But uh, my, my, my real point is really regarding Graham Murty. Uh, two defeats. Do you think if Graham loses tonight and then loses on Saturday, do you think the board will consider sacking him? No, no chance. Uh, they've made a decision, uh, Gio. And um, listen, I, I, personally, I don't think it was the right decision. Uh, you obviously got to get behind the boy. It's his first stint in management and it's, it's a, a tough place to learn. Um, and that's why I say tonight is a, a, a paramount uh, that they try and get the three points because obviously Saturday will take care of itself. And um, but the board have made that decision for them to get back after three or four games. They would look incompetent, so I don't see that happening anytime soon. I think the, he probably needs a wee bit of guidance, uh, you know, and support from the people from within, you know. Um, and that's what he needs at the moment. But he needs his players to be a wee bit more consistent. He's talking about his frustrations. He can't allow them to. Boyle into his press conferences and things as well and uh, he said the other day in, in the press that he uh, was frustrated that he didn't want to actually give them a, a rollicking due to the fact he felt as if it might hamper their, their you know, their confidence but you know at some point down the line if they continue to perform the way they did particularly in the second half against Kamalik I'm sure one will be coming You know what it's like Mark as well when any new manager comes in never mind one like this where there's so much debate about whether it was the right option to take in order to get people behind you, to get people believing in you, to to build up a bit of steam, you always need to win some early games, don't you? It allows yeah. people to buy into to what you're doing. So, while Stalic is saying, you know, there's no chance at the moment, Gio's perhaps onto something in the sense that 
if this was to continue for a couple of weeks, Graham Murty's really, really going to feel the heat, isn't he? And I don't mean in the sense of losing his job, I just mean in the sense of all the, the criticism that's going to come his way. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Graham Murty, whatever happens, um, that he will have his job as under 20 manager to go back to, it, and I think that should be the case. Um, but yeah, you know, Rangers are a football club that demand to win games, or supporters demand it. That's what the club's been all about. For decades and decades that you, that you win games You challenge for trophies You win silverware You compete in Europe And uh, he's got to do that Because at the end of the day He is now a Rangers manager And if you don't do it Then you look at the board They, they, they don't hang about They get rid of Matt Warburton They get rid of Pedro Cachinha Now I don't think they would get rid of Graham Murty, Lock, Stock and Barrow But if it got to a stage Where they're saying Well wait a minute We now have to go back And have another look at this Situation And if they need to do it Then they will do it Another thing as well the, su- the supporters will demand it And come March April times When season ticket renewal books go out as well You know Rangers are dependent on that For between 12 and 15 million pounds Worth of uh, worth of income But I don't want to be negative Towards Graham Murray That would be unfair As I said earlier Listening to his interview with Alison um, From a day or two ago Ahead of the game Tonight I just think he has to have More authority um, a wee bit more aggression Just when he's doing his, you know, I think he comes across Very nice Represents the club well But As a Rangers manager You've got to have You know The chest out The chin up Bump And going for it And letting people know Exactly who you are And, and, and what you're all about And I think you'll have to get that Pretty quickly Gio we were asking the Celtic fans On the line What they made of this Virgil van Dijk business Is that one that you've Been paying attention to One that you're happy to see go through most definitely, I think after the, I think they take away the fee first that Celtic's received and they get a uh, 10% of the... I, th- yeah, I think Celtic are set to receive about 10%. The, the, the sell-on fee overall is a bit higher, but of course some of that has to go to his previous clubs, Groningen, uh, being one yep. of them. So Celtic themselves are set to receive around 10%. I would take anything, anything is a bonus to, to my club and anything that obviously what we get, we have to depend on like every other club and uh, Scotland have to depend on Europe. They have to depend on European football for funds. It doesn't happen. They don't get our funding back in this country, so so we have to depend on the European funds. So anything we get out with us doing the business on the players, fantastic with the clubs putting these causes on these players because uh, I think for years and years, both Celtic and Rangers have had a you know a rough time to say the least uh, regarding the transfer fees. Okay, thanks to Gio in Milton for that call 01419511025 If you'd like to join us now We've got the small matter of an Edinburgh derby tonight Hearts against Hibs should be an absolute cracker Gavin Pearson is looking ahead to that one Good evening Gordon, welcome here to a chilly Gorgie But it is going to be heating up by 7.45 A full house here for this Edinburgh derby Next week sees the 15th anniversary of the game here at Tynecastle, Which ended 4-4 with three goals in injury time Will that drama ever be matched? Perhaps tonight? It's all about unbeaten runs Hibs haven't lost in their last eight derbies Hearts are still to be beaten here at the revamped Tynecastle. Craig Levine going for experience Making three changes Bringing Walker, Brandon and Gonsalves in for Smith, McDonald And the suspended Harry Cochran In goal it's John McLaughlin It's a 4-4-2 Across the back Connor Randall, Christoph Berra John Suter and Jamie Brandon 
In the middle, Jamie Walker, Don Cowie, Prince Boban and David Milankovic. And up front, Isma Gonsalves and Kyle Lafferty. On the bench, he's got Hamilton, Hughes, Zizlak, Callahan, McDonald, Henderson and Stockton. One change for Hibs after their 2-1 victory against Ross County on Saturday. Marvin Bartley is in for Brandon Barker. In goal, it's Offi Marciano. It's a 4-4-2 for Hibs as well. Effie Ambrose, Paul Handlin, Darren McGregor and Lewis Stevenson across the back. It's McGeeach, Bartley, McGinn and Boyle making up a diamond midfield. And up front, Anthony Stokes, man of the match on Saturday, partnered by the impressive Ollie Shaw. On the bench for Hibs, Dabrowski, Matalevichus. It's Gray, Slivka, Swanson, Barker and Simon Murray. And tonight, fully expecting this one to be evened out. Point's going to be shared, I reckon. Stephen McLean is the referee. Well, one thing's for sure. Mark, if anyone's had the pleasure of being to an Edinburgh Derby before, they're always yeah. brilliant occasions. The new stand at Tynecastle under the lights. It's certainly all set up. Uh, I guess we just hope that we get a, a football match that matches it. Yeah, you know, looking at, at, at Tynecastle, it'll be absolutely bouncing um, tonight, Gordon. There's no doubt about that. The fiery um, affairs, a blow for hearts that they won't have young Harry Cochran um, in the team for sure. He's a big game player, even though he's 16. But Hearts will go into it. Um, confident on the back of the 4 now well against Celtic albeit they only get a draw at the weekend there but still um, it was another clean sheet and for Hibs you know I think they've got a great record recently is that right? Oh yeah they're 8 yeah. unbeaten in the Terrific fixture record. Yeah. Um, you know Dylan McGeough in good form John McGinn in good form young Ollie Shaw is banging in goals Anthony Stokes is saying he's putting in some extra um, graft um, but I just you know overall goalkeeping situation for, for Hibs I think is a a bit of a um, concern I think Hearts and Hibs are both Looking at Scott Bain The, the Dundee goalkeeper Maybe with a, an eye to, to make a move for him um, Next month when the window opens But to get back to your original point It is a great game to go to And I don't think tonight will be any different And I'm expecting a good few goals at Tynecastle This result against Celtic Alex that Hearts got And of course some of the other results round about it I'm not saying it's all based on one game But I reckon if you'd asked someone to predict this a few weeks back They would say Oh Hibs are going to Absolutely batter Hearts here But all of a sudden yeah. Hearts are picking up A bit of steam They're pretty hard to beat I think they're seven games Undefeated They've obviously had that Much talked about Result against Celtic um, Guys like Jamie Walker Coming back into the team tonight How do you You, you see it tonight? Well listen I think it's a, it's going to be An absolute belter I think the, the when you look at Hearts I think Suter and Berra Have been absolutely Stalwarts One of the best defensive records In the, in the league as well the emergence of some of the young boys, McDonald and uh, Cochran, that uh, that Mark touched upon there. Um, I think it's going to be a brilliant game tonight. I think Hearts will go into this thinking they've got a very good opportunity to try and turn the fortunes because as Mark's touched upon there, eight games without a, a result against your better rivals, particularly at your own home ground. Mm-hmm. Because I think one of the key things of Hearts historically is that they've always, time castles, been a nightmare to go to. So if they could uh, put a benchmark down tonight it'd be great for them I mean you look at the league table as well Mark because the like I say the, you always talk about perception in football you know that Hibs are absolutely miles ahead of Hearts this season but slowly but surely Hearts have just about started to you know to creep up there can we take them to it well they ended up with the, the point at the weekend remember they only managed that, that draw at the weekend so as it stands at the moment Hearts are on 28 points and Hibs on 33 so it's one yeah. of those where a victory for Hibs really does kind of stretch them away But Hearts will be desperate to try and stay on their coattails Well I, I would say Hearts will start Because the game's at Tynecast I would say Hearts will start at slight favourites um, That said I think Hibs middle to front I've got a bit more about them I think Hibs are more dynamic But uh, I see that uh, Milinkovic is in the starting lineup again Don Cowie's back For Hearts I like Don Cowie I think he brings a lot to the, to the teams I think it's a really 
tougher to call. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a 2 2 or something like that, but I think for Hearts, um, it's probably more important that they get that victory. Let's hear from Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson. We heard from Graham Murty ahead of the Rangers Motherwell game earlier. Stephen Robinson says he hopes they can stop the rot of seven games without a win when they take on Rangers at Ibrox. The Steelmen picked up their first point in four games after a one-all draw with Dundee at the weekend, and Robinson hopes that is a something of a turning point. It was a, a massive point for us, a massive point, um, and we actually got a penalty and, and came into the game when we only had 10 men on the well he was on the pitch he was he couldn't do anything so that's huge um, going into these next two games and then into the break I think the, see if, uh, the point the, the overall outcome is is the one thing that we're going we're not clinging to by any stretch of the imagination we, um, we're we positive that that has turned to tide you know it's easy to get in the habit of losing games as it is when we get in the habit of winning games so we need to get back to that stop on the rot and then we know what we need to do you know as I say both boxes you need to defend properly like we've done today and we need to take our chance when we get them the other end. Now Motherwell's Ryan Bowman says he won't change his playing style as they head to take on Rangers this evening I'm sure you all remember the striker caught Fabio Cardozo in the face the last time the sides met at Hamden it resulted in a broken nose for Cardozo but Bowman says he won't be distracted by the hostile environment he's expecting tonight It doesn't really bother me I mean once you're on that pitch um, the fans are giving you sick you don't really you know they're running rushing for anybody um, so you don't really you know take notice of what the crowd is saying because it'll just put you off your game so you've got to try your best to forget about it if you go into games and you think I'm not going to go up for this I'm not going to win this header it puts you off your game and as a, t- as a striker as a, as a title man that's you know one of your big strengths when you have physicality uh, and if that goes out your game then you know you're going to be you know might just want to play Alex would you predict an outpouring of festive cheer and forgiveness for Ryan Bowman amongst the Rangers fans tonight I'm sure we'll get a warm welcome Gordon uh, I've got to say some of the, the tackles particularly with his arms the flailing tackle arms tackle his arms yeah but you know some of the some of the stuff that was going <laughs> like on that, that game yeah, was, uh, was brutal and for the referee not to see that on the day was, was beyond me but um, I have to say if I was a Rangers player in there tonight I'd be saying right we need to start the game we need to show an intent and a physicality that will match that and I think Bruno Alves and uh, also Danny Wilson will will have to be up for the challenge because they are they are quite direct, and bombing will be very much part of that um, whole thing, you know. So it's uh, one 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 and seven, uh, one one and seven is that correct? So this this game tonight, uh, you know, again it's important for Motherwell going into the Derby game against Hamilton at the weekend. So you know, it's one that both teams actually they're desperate for a win tonight. Yeah, it certainly does look like it. Uh, let's speak to Ronnie Charters. I know we're going to have a minute's silence uh, for the Ibrooks disaster at Ibrooks this evening. But let's speak to Ronnie before that, try and, and get to him and, and see if things are, are building up. Ronnie, I'm not sure what type of crowd you can expect on a night between Christmas and New Year when it's freezing cold. I know Motherwell have sold out their allocation over in the corner. Is it filling up nicely at the moment? Yeah, it is, as you say, the Motherwell fans have, have sold out their allocation, not a seat to be had over there. It's a decent crowd for Rangers. Got to be, as you say, between Christmas and New Year, you know, it is absolutely bitter cold as well. But a decent turnout for Rangers as well. And the Rangers players could be doing with it. You know, that home support behind them as they look to get back to winning ways, as we say, it'd be unthinkable for three defeats in a row. And it'd be unthinkable for Graham Murty as well. A lot of pressure on his shoulders this evening to try and, you know, turn the tide, as it were, for Rangers. Can they get their first win as permanent, his first win as permanent boss? For Motherwell, as we say, a lot of injuries for Stephen Robinson. They're looking for their first win in seven, as we said. A chance to climb back into the top six as well. If you look, maybe a month or two ago, Motherwell were up to third in the league and going well in a cup final. How the times have changed. And now down to eighth in the league, but a big one at Ibrox can do so much going into the winter break in the new year. Just a recap of the team news for you, Gordon, as well. 
It's four changes for Rangers. Hodgson, Windass, Bates and Candias drop out in place of Cranshart, Herrera, Alves and Jack. It's a 4-4-2 diamond. Fotheringham in goal, a back four of Tavernier, Alves, Wilson and John. The four diamond of McCrory, Jack, Holt and Cranshart with Herrera and Morelos up front. The subs for Rangers, Kelly, Hodgson, Candias, Peña, Hardy, Barjonas and Bates. For Motherwell, two changes at Bowman and Cadden out in place of Rose and Fisher. It's a 3-5-1-1 formation. Carson in goal, a back three of Kipri, Hartley and Dunn. A midfield five of Rose, Grimshaw, McHugh, Bigramana and Tate with Fisher in just behind the lone striker of Craig Tanner. The subs for Motherwell, Yenadokov, Hamill, Bowman, McLean, Turnbull, Campbell and Noel. And the referee here at Ibrooks is John Beaton. OK, thanks to Ronnie Charters. I know lots of you like to play along with the full-time teaser, so these two... Mark Guidi and Alex Ray are going to get a bit of time to think about it and you can do the same. We're looking for 10 players who've played competitively for Rangers and also represented an African nation at international level in the 21st century. We'll get the answers to that and kickoffs in all the big games coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap-in. Please gamble responsibly. Mark Guidi and Alex Ray are here with me Gordon Duncan in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Lots of big games to look forward to tonight They're all kicking off right about now Rangers against Motherwell We've got the Edinburgh Derby Hearts against Hibs But remember Hamilton Kilmarnock is off So certainly not kicking off Absolutely no chance They'll have to do it all over again at some point Aberdeen Partick Thistle as well Um I gave you the teaser before the break, folks. We were looking for the 10 players this century who had played for Rangers and represented an African country internationally. So before the break, I think we had Majid Bouguera of Algeria and Brahim Hamdani also of Algeria. Any advance? Yeah, we got Moshni as well, didn't we? Sorry, you did. Bilal Moshni, Tunisian. Yep. Now, Alex, you actually played with some of these guys, yeah, it should be pointed out. So Yeah, well... Just got them. Uh, Namuchi's uh, one. Hamid Namuchi, yeah. Yep. And El Hanj Juth. Uh-huh. We're confident in they two. Halfway, halfway there. Halfway yeah. there. Wait. I'll let Alec get all five. That's not too bad. I'm just looking to see if you played with other ones. I don't oh. think I did, mate. It's... I think he's played with at least one more. <laughs> I think you probably have, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, underway at. Tyne Castle Anyway just inside The opening seconds We're getting underway At Ibrox as well Remember there was A minute's silence uh, Before that game It's just interesting Watching Hearts Mark Now to see In which games A they try To replicate What they did Against Celtic And in which games They, they succeed at it Alex Because it, yeah. it, it's not as easy Just to say Go and do that Every week is it Yeah but the thing is See when you're playing At home Gordon You want to have A high intensity And that's what They did against Celtic uh, From the kick off Oh, there's an elbow there as well. Oh, Anthony Stokes, oh, Stokes has just caught a. Uh, it looks like the young boy. He's caught Connor Randall. Doesn't seem to be too much in it in the sense Stephen McLean and both players are oh. fairly happy. I've got to be honest with you, I think he's led with his elbow there. Let off then, if that's the way you see it. Anthony Stokes, he caught Connor Randall. He bounced back up. Referee uh, said free kick, but get on with it. And nothing else really comes of that. Hearts nil, Hibs nil. I wonder though, if, the, if is this the game, Alec, where Hearts. May be able More than any other To replicate it Because Hibs also Quite like to try And play out from the back They also quite like To keep possession of the ball It's at Tynecastle again yeah. So I wonder if Craig Levine Rolls out the, the Celtic blueprint yeah, the Again tonight blueprint. Well listen I think when you're playing Against your oldest rivals You want to try and get in the face It's interesting Watching the first couple Of uh, instances there uh, I think it was Mitrovic who was uh, get elbowed earlier on A flailing arm From the kick off And Stokes has just laid one On the Hearts guys I think this is going to be The kind of 
Blueprint that both both teams are going to go hell for leather tonight and just try and get in people's faces, try and get high tempo, try and dominate the game, and it's exactly what you do expect from a from a derby game, just to try and get the upper hand, uh, and then it will eventually settle down. And I'm just wondering what kind of start we're going to get, Alex, at Ibrooks because for a number of weeks now, when Rangers have been having some difficult results, they've managed to find various ways of doing it. You know, for for a while it was. Um, you know, perhaps falling behind early on. Yeah. But now in, in the recent games, they've actually managed to take the lead. Yeah. And then somehow f- fall out of it, which shouldn't that, that especially shouldn't happen. You know, Ibrox. It used it usually would be if Rangers get their nose in front and the crowd gets up and it's it's a long way back. But it just doesn't really seem to be that way at the moment. They don't seem to have the same kind of fear factor. That would be the perfect way to explain it. Um, I think you know against Aberdeen he went and did the, the diamond both games and it worked a treat for him he's went with the diamond again tonight and I think teams are actually caught in on that you can actually get a wee bit of um, you know momentum on the wings playing against them and, and that seemed to be the case um, but there's a coming together again with these both house players this it, is going to fierce match yeah, God, it's, that five, is, it's one of the games where yeah. you said Marty says you want a high tempo and that very much I've got there it. I've got it yeah it certainly looks like it at the moment um, Mark a real feature of of Motherwell's game when they were performing well at the start of the season was just getting so many crosses into the box and it helps when you've got someone like Louis Moult who's there to put it in the back of the net not only do they now no longer have Louis Moult but also Chris Cadden's out injured tonight yeah. Elliot Freer's out injured as well so you, you know, the bench. you're talking about width there yeah. um, I wonder how wonder how it's going to play out tactically there because both sides are personnel wise struggling a bit at the moment well it would look to me as though you know, it's a case of just being, being hard to break down for, for Motherwell if they maybe think that Rangers a wee touch fragile you know the stats that you've mentioned at the top of the programme only 14 points taken at home in the league this season which is really poor for Rangers as I say Ibrox should be an absolute fortress but to, you know Motherwell as much as they won't feel overly comfortable they won't be dreading going to Ibrox tonight but if they can get a foothold in the game get themselves going then they you know they might do okay, but considering that injury list that they've got, um, Gordon, and as you say, the lack of a wee bit of power up top. Although I do like the look of Craig Tanner, I would expect Rangers to to win the game, but I think it'll be a real slog for. Well, them. I can tell you with a minute on the clock, Craig Tanner's already found himself one on one with Wes Fotheringham, but the goalkeeper has come out on top. So it was a flick from Alex Fisher. Again, a man who's not really seen start too many yeah. games for Motherwell. He's flicked it onto the path of Tanner. He's in one-on-one, but Fotheringham makes himself big and makes the save. So, Alec Fotheringham, um, I know for some reason there are a lot of Rangers fans not quite convinced about Wes Fotheringham, but what he has certainly shown is that he's, he's a shot stopper, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. I thought he pulled off a couple of brilliant saves from Chris Boyd at the weekend. And, you know, they're relying on him too much, Mark. And yeah. I think that's... Uh, intent right away as well from and we were saying they're direct the ball up to Fisher for the flick on and that's a common theme but Jamie Walker's just had a great chance here from about 8-9 yards out yeah, and he should hit the target and yeah. he's just a yard over the bar a we, brilliant game this Gordon we do actually have our first goal of the evening as well it comes in the Ross County St Johnson game so Denny Johnson has put St oh. Johnson ahead with only 2 minutes on the clock so listen a long long way to go in that but uh, just further evidence of a real Tricky spell this for, for Owen Coyle at the moment Mark and I know He was disappointed at the weekend Felt he should have uh, Had a goal that stood Late on in the game yeah. and, and so on But um, Things Been fairly difficult for him At the moment Well you know When you're down the bottom There's a reason for that You're, you're not having luck You're not getting decisions I was with him the week before When they lost at Hamilton Ackies and, and Owen felt You know Had done to be a, be a couple of goals um, As well And I think he had a A case And uh, But look Again he'll be one That will certainly be 
asking Roy McGregor to pull out all the stops and, and try and get boys to, to go up north but it's, it's not an easy thing uh, to do Mark, his first six games I think he got ten points or so yeah. I think he really started really, well yeah, yeah. he got the bounce and I think it's one point in the last six or seven games yeah. in the back of this so you know, we need to get some bodies in there, reinforcements. So, just a reminder of the way things look in the early stages then. It's Aberdeen nil, Partick Thistle nil, it's Hearts nil, Hibs nil, Rangers nil, Motherwell nil, Ross County nil, St Johnson one, with Hamilton and Kilmarnock postponed. Right, we've got some work to do in this teaser, don't we? Yeah. We're looking for the 10 African internationals who've played for Rangers this century. So, we've already got Majid Bugera. And we've Oh I oh, thought we had an opening well, goal. Go oh it looks over the line That Ooh. looked in We've got some early, early drama In the, the Edinburgh Derby Ollie Ooh. Shaw was sure He had put I the ball Over the goal. line The assistant on the, the far side And the referee Not interested Play rages on We'll get another look at it So we're looking for these African internationals Who've played for Rangers We've yeah. already got Namuchi We've got Hamdani Diouf Bouguera And Mojni Any more? Take it away Alec Take Kerka. it away No Boy Kerka no. no I thought he was Jeez oh. uh, No I was struggling Right, okay, some clues? Yeah, well, I think that's Plenty, plenty of clues. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of them uh, went on to have a pretty good career in England. He's still still been in the English Championship, I'm sure. He had a, he was fairly prolific at some points of the. And we're just seeing this Ollie Shaw goal again. Oh, oh it's, it's over the line. Great decision. We called it, Matt. We called it, right? Absolutely. Away, right. Well, we're we'll in Glasgow. We'll have, some, we'll have some Hearts and Hibs fans on the phone tomorrow. That is over the line and it's not Big been time. given. Anyway, Big Hearts time. nil, Hibs nil. Listen, we're running out of time. Somebody's here. still playing in the Championship. So went down south, had a decent career in the, the likes of the English Championship. Hull amongst his clubs, Fulham as well. Nigeria being the Sonia country Luka. Sonia Luka Sonia Okay Luka. Right we're Sonia getting there uh, Welcome to the competition Mark Another one Big striker uh, Again a decent enough pedigree Went down to Hull When he left Rangers So he played 07-08 And then went to Hull Oh it's not It's not a uh... Yeah, oh, uh, Daniel Cousin Daniel Cousin We've got one South African international here I told you there was a South African Who yeah, I, I think only played one game for Rangers Or they said it was one league game oh, that's South African isn't it? Yeah that's tough I really don't know what right, we'll come back more to, that to say to you um, We've got another Senegalese player here Only f- It was 14 caps For Senegal uh, that's another hard one I'm telling you These are You're getting made to work For these tonight No doubt about that At all uh, You're very good at that some, Senegalese uh, football as well aren't you? Yeah exactly uh, I was yeah so <laughs> You need to keep the clues coming, <laughs> keep coming How many clues do you try I don't know too much about this guy Let me try and rack my brains Let me think here How many clues Let, Let's see if we've got How many How many you still missing? Three Three, to get. Three more So you've got, you don't know the South African no. What if I gave you his initials? Yeah go on D F Fortune. Furman. Yes. Yeah. Dean Furman. Dean Furman. Yep. Right. Dean Furman. We've got one. Um, another one. Decent career down south. This guy as well played for Stoke, Portsmouth, Newcastle. But he only came in loan to Rangers. Oh seven, oh eight, and it was about four games they played. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So decent player down down the road. Played for a lot of top clubs. Stoke. It's his oh. name. His first name sounds a bit like Andy. <laughs> Mandy Who was struggling Andy. here Sandy a- Amdy A-M-D-Y Oh I remember him I don't Amdy Fai I remember him And the I last one I got it, Listen the last one You're never going to get right, I- I'll just be honest M-N No 
Matardai. Off no. 14 oh, caps for no. Senegal. No, okay, thanks to thanks to Mark Greedy and Alex Ray for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. We'll be back tomorrow night. All the fallout from tonight's games in the company of Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel.